Hello and welcome to Bible 101. I'm going to do something a little bit different today and it's going to kind of start something I'm going to be doing here on a regular basis in addition to the Bible study uh, episodes that we do. I'm actually going to be talking about some of my favorite study resources and um, today I'm going to talk about some of the uh, approaches that I use for Bible study and hopefully this will help some of you out there that have been looking for study resources. I want to start off talking about some of the free resources that you can get. So these are resources that will not cost you any money. Uh, please be aware, obviously, they're going to be somewhat limited because they are free. But thanks be to God, there are absolutely amazing study resources out there for zero cost to you. And a lot of these are going to be online. Um, and so if that's a problem for you, you know, you don't you don't like using online resources, then uh, you're going to have a harder time finding resources for free. But uh, just some of the resources I'd like to give you today are um, one of them is called eSword. eSword. Now, I don't use eSword a whole lot anymore. I used to use it more frequently than I do now, but I do have it on my computer. I've used it from time to time. Um, the one thing I will say is I'm not real crazy about the interface, but I can tell you this. They have an amazing amount of material on there for free. And uh, when you go there, you can download it. Um, and you might say, well, how much space does it take up? Well, that kind of depends on what you're going to download. There's tons of options out there. There are things that you can purchase, but uh, the download itself is free. Uh, most of the resources in there are free. It has commentaries, it has dictionaries, it has translations. Um, it has almost everything you could possibly want. I think it even has some handbooks and it's got some devotionals in there. So uh, that is an amazing resource for people wanting to do intense Bible study. Um, and, and one of the ways it works is uh, after you download it, you pull it up on your computer, then you go in and it gives you the option of what all to download. You download it and then you can pull it up in different panels. So, for instance, you can have like the Bible in one panel right next to that. You can have commentary or a different translation below that. You can have like uh, a, a Bible dictionary and to the right of that you can have something else, you know, maybe a concordance or something pulled up there. So uh, that is absolutely amazing resource for, for people that don't have a lot of money to spend. Again, that is eSword. Esword, you probably just Google it. Maybe esword.com. I'm not sure. I don't have the website right in front of me. But uh, Esword, they used to have an equivalent for Android. I know that's um, also uh, for Apple devices. You can download Esword as an app, which works pretty good. I can tell you something I liked even better. But lately, when I try to look it up, I can't find it. It's called My Sword for Android. Now I don't know if they stopped um, stopped uh, producing this as an app, but it was absolutely fantastic. In fact, I still have it here on my tablet, um, and it's just called My Sword. That's one word, and it has an incredible amount of material on it. And uh, one of the things I, I love about My Sword is I believe the interface was much better than eSword. That's just my personal opinion. And they have so much stuff in in this app, um, and and really, it's very very easy to use. Very intuitive. Uh, extremely easy to use. That's called my sword. But again, I don't know if they're producing this or not. It, it is an incredible uh, resource if they still are. I don't know that for some reason they took it down. Um, but uh, anyways, my sword is one of the ones I like to use. Um, now, 
those are a couple of the free resources. Um, another thing I want to tell you about, too, is uh, an app called Bible Is, and that's also a website. Uh, it's called Bible Is, and what it is is it's a free uh, dramatized audio Bible. And if you're wanting to learn a lot about the Bible quickly, uh, I do recommend listening to a, a, a Bible, in particular, the ones that they offer. It's absolutely free. They don't charge anything. It's it's what they would call, the, they call themselves a ministry. And so their goal is to get the Bible throughout all the world, which is a good goal. And they have Bibles that are just plain read without any background music, without any uh, acting. But then they also have dramatized versions, which has music in the background and has acting and all of that. And it is done. It's done well. Um, they have the King James version, obviously my favorite. They also have some of the other versions that uh, that they are able to have. I don't think they have the NIV on there, but they have quite a few different translations on there. I think the ESV and a few others. Like I said, I, I pay attention to the King James. That's just that's just me. But uh, they have they have all kinds of unique features on there. It's a very easy to use app now. One thing I will say is they updated the app, uh, and for whatever reason, it freezes up all the time on me now, so I don't use the app so much, but the website is just Bible Is. I think it's called Faith Comes By Hearing is their official website, but then Bible Is is like the website you go to just for the Bible, and you don't have to worry about the, the store and the advertising and the different things they say on there, uh, and they don't make any profit off of this. I mean, it's all free. So that's absolutely incredible resource that you can use. So again, eSword, MySword, uh, Faith Comes by Hearing, or Bible is. I think it may be Bible.is. Uh, all of these are incredible resources that you can get for free. They're online. They're easy to use for the most part. Um, so these are things I highly recommend. Now I'm going to get in also to some of the ones that have free uh, resources within them. But there's also things you can purchase. Um, now, Blue Letter Bible is another tremendous resource. This is an app. They do have it for, uh, the, I know for a fact that they have it on Apple devices. They have it on Android devices. And uh, I can tell you, Blue Letter Bible is an incredible resource. And they have a feature on their, uh, on their app that I've never seen another one have. And uh, that is this uh, feature where, let's say you have a word, okay, you, you, you go into Genesis 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Well, that word created is very interesting. It's only used to describe the acts of God because it, it, it literally means to create from nothing. Well, let's say you see that word created, it stands out to you, and so you want to do a word study. So what you would do in that case is you would just, if you're using a tablet, uh, you just simply hold your finger over it, click on it. It pulls up a word study, and it gives you the Hebrew word, and then it tells you how to pronounce it. You click on a speaker. It tells you how to pronounce that Hebrew word, shows you where all that Hebrew word occurs in the Bible, tells you what it means, tells you the different ways it can be translated. I mean, you talk about an awesome resource. Plus, within uh, Blue Letter Bible, um, there is also... Um, commentaries, there's dictionaries, there's different things in there. So that is an absolutely awesome resource. Very easy to use, I think. 
Now, if you're not technologically savvy, some of these resources, you're going to just say, well, that's above my head. I can't use it. So don't worry. I'm going to get into printed resources here in just a minute. But I'm telling you right now about some of the resources you can get for free. And that's one of the beauty of the facts that, the, uh, you know, the apps and different things that they've been releasing out there is now there are so many ways to study the Bible and it doesn't cost you anything. Um, if you have a smartphone or if you have a tablet, you can download these resources absolutely free. And what a tremendous blessing these resources are. So these are some of the best resources for free. Now I'm going to get into the ones um, I would forgotten about Blue Letter Bible being free, but I'm going to get into some of the ones that may cost you a little bit, but they run deals all the time. And so uh, these are some of my favorite resources. I know a lot of people use PC Study Bible. Um, I, I will tell you this, PC Study Bible can be very, very expensive. It can cost you upwards to $300, $400, $500 even, I think. Um, now, I haven't looked. Maybe they're running deals on them. But uh, a lot of times when I try to look at, at buying them, it's, it's pretty expensive. Somebody, um, you know, did introduce me to it, and I did use it for a while. But in all honesty, I'm not crazy about the interface. Uh, the interface to me is challenging. I like an interface that when you go into it, you can just start studying and reading immediately. And you don't have to sit there and try to scratch your head for 30 minutes and figure out, okay, now how do I bring up the Bible? How do I bring up the dictionary? How do I bring up commentaries? Uh, you know, how do I do this or that? Uh, I, I like a simple user interface. And that is the reason why I absolutely love Takarta Bible. That is spelled T-E-C-A-R-T-A, -A, Bible. And this is available on, uh, I believe it's available on Apple. I have an Android device. It's available on Android. They have a website. Takarta Bible, to me, is my absolute go-to uh, resource for Bible study. And the reason why is because Takarta Bible is primarily um, a Bible that offers commentaries and offer study Bible resources within it. A lot of these study Bibles are in printed form and I used to own a lot of them in printed form. Well, when I started using Decarta, I actually sold a lot of those that were in printed form because they had all those resources there on the app or on the website and they were so easy to use, much easier. And if let's say I'm studying and I like the way like a word study was in there, I could just copy and paste it into my notes and use that word study rather than uh, have to go and type it out, you know, if it was in printed form. And so um, I, I love Takarta Bible. It is, is fantastic, very, very easy to use. Once you sign in, you know, you create a little sign in, it brings the Bible up. It's so easy to read. And there, then if you want to look at commentaries, it has this little uh, side panel. You click on that side panel and pull up the commentary or the study Bible resource that you want. Um, the, the plus is, like I said, easy to use interface, lots of different options for study Bibles. The minus is uh, if you want study resources, you're going to have to pay for them, unfortunately. And even some of the resources you can get other places free, you'll have to pay for it here. Like, for instance, the Matthew Henry commentary. You want that? Well, uh, you're going to have to at least pay one dollar for it. Uh, if you want the Adam Clark commentary, well, you can get that other places for free. eSword gives it away for free. My sword, uh, Blue Letter Bible gives those away for free, but not on Takarta. You have to pay a buck. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Uh, I don't really use those resources, though. The ones I use are the, the ones that um, that uh, I can't get any place else. And they have, like, for instance, they have the Holman King James Version Study Bible, one of my favorite study Bibles. They have the resources in there for that. 
Um, also, they have a whole lot of other study Bibles that I use. They have the Nelson Study Bible. They have uh, the Cultural Background Study Bible, the Life Application Study Bible, the uh, just tons and tons and tons of them, more than I could ever mention. So they have all these resources. And the thing is, you might say, well, they're expensive. True, but they run sales all the time on there. And uh, when I get an email, for instance, about the sales, you can go in there and some of them they'll sell as cheap as three, four, five dollars. And when they go on sale, I just go in there and buy like mad. Or you can do like this. Um, they have a premium. Uh, you can become a premium member. And it's I think it's five. No, excuse me. I think it's either four or five dollars a month. And basically what it is, it gives you access to almost everything that they have available, which is bucket loads of, of information and study resources. Now, one other thing I don't care about, uh, about the Takarta Bible app is this. I am a premium member myself, um, but I don't like the fact that they don't have any dictionaries um, and they don't have any encyclopedias on there. All they really have is commentaries and study Bible resources, uh, but they don't have any of those things. I'd like to see them add dictionaries and and uh, encyclopedias to it. That brings me to the next resource that I have. These are the online resources. And here in just a minute, I'll talk to you about uh, the, the printed resources. So this will be the last one I mentioned about the online resources. There is another one that I use frequently called Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway is pretty popular. I think it's one of the most popular uh, websites as far as Bible study websites. Uh, the only thing is, their free resources are somewhat limited, uh, but it is very easy to use. The website especially is extremely easy to use. I really like Bible Gateway as far as a website's concerned because to me, um, it's a very easy to use interface. The app, I'm not as crazy about, and, and I'll explain why here in just a minute. I am a Bible Gateway Plus member. It costs $4 a month and you get access to all kinds of resources. I've been a Bible Gateway Plus member for, I don't know, I think I think probably about four years now, and I've never stopped, really, because I love, uh, I love the interface. I love the access to all of the different material. Um, I love some of that stuff on there, but the app, I'm not as crazy about. I'm going to tell you why. It's easy enough to use, but let's say you want to do a resource. So I've got it open now on my tablet. And I've got it open to Numbers chapter 2, and verse 2 is talking about every man of the children of Israel shall pitch by his own standard. Well, let's say I wanted to study what that meant. So I just kind of click on verse number 2 here. And then on the upper right corner, it's going to turn blue, and it's going to give you options. One of those is little dots, three dots in a row. And you click, and it says, see resources. So I click on that, and I pull up the see resources. And then it brings up all of the different resources. Like, for instance, it has NIV, Quest, Study, Bible Notes, Mounts' Complete Expository Dictionary, Haley's Bible Handbook Notes, uh, NIV Student Bible Notes, How to Read the Bible Book by Book, King James Study Bible Notes, on and on and on and on. Okay, so that sounds great. But then if I was to click on one of them, let's just say, for instance, here's uh, How to Read the Bible uh, Book by Book, and I click on that, when it pops up, it comes up in this really small print, and I cannot read the print in there. Uh, very well. I can read it if I put on my glasses, but I still have to strain. And the other thing is, unlike Takarta Bible, where you can actually copy and paste, you cannot copy and paste with the Bible Gateway app. So 
to me, uh, the Bible Gateway app is not as easy to use. It's not as intuitive. It doesn't have as well, as good as an, of the uh, interface as the Takardo Bible app. If it did, it might be my go-to resource. The reason being, they do include dictionaries. They do include encyclopedias, not to mention handbooks and different things. So they actually have more material than Takardo uh, Bible offers but it's not as easy to use. So those are some of my favorite apps and different resources like that. Now, uh, let me talk a little bit about what I like to use in print. Um, and let's just, let's throw technology out the window for just a few minutes. Now I'm gonna talk about some of my favorite print uh, resources. One of my go-to resources, and everybody's different, but I love, absolutely love study Bibles. They are my go-to resource. I'm going to tell you some of the pluses and negatives of using a study Bible. So right here in my lap, I have a um, Schofield, and this is made by Church Bible Publishers, so it's actually real high quality. It's uh, iron calfskin, but uh, it is a study Bible, and uh, actually the Schofield doesn't have a whole lot of study resources in it, but it does have some. It has some commentary down at the bottom. I could live without the commentary in the Schofield. There's a lot he writes in there I'm just, I don't really agree with. I do agree with some of it, but not all of it. Uh, it does have center column references. So let's say you might say, well, what's a center column reference? So let's say, for instance, again, use Genesis 1 and 1 as, as an example. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And so it might have like a little uh, letter next to it. And you look in the center column and it'll give you another scripture. And you'll go there and it'll be a scripture of a similar theme. Here in this case, as John 1 and 1, uh, which says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So uh, that's what a center column reference is about, you know, basically referring you to similar scriptures that discuss that theme. Or let's say in the New Testament, they quote an Old Testament verse. Well, the center column reference will tell you where they're quoting from. So that's, that is a great uh, little resource in study Bibles. So I do, I do like the reference system. I like using it. Some people have references down at the bottom. Uh, I have Bibles that actually have the references down at the bottom. Um, I have other study Bibles where the references are on the side column. A lot of them, I kind of prefer it in the middle because I just like while I'm reading, look right over. It's easy to spot. I don't have to go searching for it. Um, and so anyways, I, I like the references. So references is one of the pluses of a study Bible. Another one is uh, commentary. A lot of study Bibles have commentary. I mentioned the fact that the Schofield has commentary. So let's just say, uh, you know, I'm in the book of Genesis and uh, there's something about here about uh, Adam and Eve being clothed with coats of skins. So you look down here and it has a little number next to that. You look down at the bottom and he says, type of Christ made unto us righteousness, divinely provided garment that the first sinners might be made fit for God's presence. See righteousness garment, Genesis 3:21, Revelations 19:8. So you, kind of the purpose of a study Bible is, uh, you know, that has commentary down at the bottom is to explain the passage or to get you to kind of think about the passage and maybe give you some references to other scriptures that might help you to understand it. So that is kind of a bonus of a study Bible. Of course, the negative of that is you get the person's opinion. And I've heard, I've heard guys that talk against using study Bibles because they say, well, how dare they put their own thoughts on the same page with God's holy writ. And I understand what they're saying, but, um, to me, now this is, this is just me. Um, you know, you're going to have a lot of times where guys write books and they quote Bible verses. So the Bible verse is right there next to their own writings. and They're given their opinion. As long as you understand the difference between what is the Holy Writ and what is the, the guy's commentary and the opinion on the scripture, I think you're going to be all right. 
the, the issue is you got to be careful going into study Bibles because a lot of them have a lot of false doctrine in there. Uh, some of them have a lot of study resources, but they have a lot of, of things in there that's not right. For instance, like the Dake Study Bible might be a good example of that. I've actually heard there's some racism and there's uh, different things in, in the Dakes that uh, I, I know he believes not only in a trinity, but he believes in uh, I, 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 actually three separate thrones being in heaven. And he presents this all throughout his study Bible notes. So you're, while you're going to get tons of good study resources in a Dake, you're also going to get his opinion, which in a lot of ways, he was absolutely wrong. He did have a good encyclopedic mind, but uh, obviously he had a lot of false doctrine. Schofield's kind of the same way because uh, Schofield was, uh, uh, he was a Trinitarian. He's easy believism. He's once saved, always saved. You're going to get all of these opinions in his footnotes. So you might say, well, why would you want to use it? Well, there's, uh, while there are disagreements, there are certain things you might agree on and uh, you know, for instance, let's just say, believe in the deity of Jesus Christ. Well, Schofield certainly believed in that. Uh, you know, believe that uh, the, the cross and the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross is what saves us. I believe that. Uh, you know, some of them will even present the essentiality of baptism. Well, we agree there. Uh, and so there, there are certain things that are given. Now, let me just tell you, how would I use a study Bible? I would use a study Bible like this. Um, I wouldn't use it for doctrinal purposes at all. Uh, the study Bibles that I have, I have a lot of different study Bibles, but I don't use them for doctrinal purposes unless it's like an apostolic study Bible, which I'll talk about that later. But um, I would use them for historical background. I would use them for setting the context, trying to understand the day and hour in which they lived and, you know, maybe the context behind certain verses or something, uh, you know, something uh, to do with, let's just say, for instance, I thought of a good one in the book of Luke, chapter number two. Let's say you're just approaching the Bible for the first time and you open the Bible to the book of Luke, chapter number two, and you're trying to read this portion of Scripture. It starts off this way. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. OK, and, and you might say, well, taxed. I wonder what all that entailed. Um, and why would they all have to go out to a certain place to pay their taxes? Well, then a study Bible will have a little note on that and tell you what it means that they were being taxed, why they had to travel to pay the census and uh, who was Caesar Augustus. And so anyways, that's that's what a study Bible is going to do for you. It's going to kind of explain some of the text. But just remember that uh, the study Bible notes are not divinely inspired. And they're, they're going to be man's opinion. You, you have to go in knowing that. Uh, so that's kind of a warning. Um, so that's, that's a study Bible. Now, there's different types of study Bibles. Uh, my favorite, my personal favorite study Bible is the Thompson Chain Study Bible. It is absolutely incredible. There's so many resources in there. And basically what it is is a massive reference system. So... Uh, Again, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That word created, it'll have, uh, you'll look over to the, to the left of the text and over on the side column, it's going to say created and it's going to give you a number. You go to the back of the Bible and look up that number and it'll give you uh, a, long, a, a lot of different scriptures that use that same word or have a similar theme talking about God creating the earth. And there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of those references. Not only that, 
but also in the back of the Bible, you get extensive book introductions that tell you when it was written or, you know, estimated. They don't know for sure, but exactly when it was written, who wrote it, who they were writing to, what the purposes of them writing behind it was, which a lot of study Bibles have that. But the Thompson chain is different because it actually has it in the back of the Bible. And then the Thompson chain also has an archaeological supplement. So let's say you want to learn about Bethlehem and the history of Bethlehem. Just go to the back of your Thompson chain reference, and it's going to give you uh, information about Bethlehem. It means house of bread. Uh, you're going to find out, uh, you know, it's a small town. You're going to find out some different things about its history. Um, you're going to find out, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff when you go to the archaeological supplement. Then in the back of a Thompson chain, there's also going to be like these extensive illustrations. He actually like hand wrote like, uh, uh, you know, different things in the back. And I don't have it in front of me, but there's lots of different things like talking about, um, you know, there's like he drew pictures of scrolls and talked about the different books of the Bible. And then a lot of times he would kind of give you like uh, Paul's missionary journeys and he drew them out and talking about the the uh, uh, the family tree of Jesus Christ. And he draws that and the illustrations are beautiful and they're full, packed full of information. And not only that, but you've got maps in the back of the Bible. I mean, there's just information galore in a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Um, and I personally recommend if you're going to buy one, get one in good quality. This is what I've heard. I've heard that the rights were recently purchased for the Thompson Chain by somebody else. B.B. Kirkbright used to be the people to make them. And I've heard they're not as high quality as they used to be. But if you go to church Bible publishers, they are, a, I think they're a Baptist organization, but they uh, they produce Bibles at cost and sell them at cost. And they're very high quality. They only make nice leathers. They make like uh, iron calfskin, water buffalo, um, uh, goat skin, uh, uh, cow hide, different things like that. And they make these like edge line, beautiful Bibles and they sell them at cost. So you're going to be paying like $50 Whereas for with a different place, if you got the same Bible, you'd be paying well into the hundreds of dollars. So uh, you can get a Thompson chain through them for about $70, $75. And it is made very, very nice. I have a copy myself. I actually sold my bonded leather edition because bonded leather just falls apart. I sold it for some around $50 because I just bought it. But then I saw what CBP was offering, a church Bible publisher. So I went there and paid. Uh, it was a slightly imperfect sale, had a little scratch on the cover. They they shipped it to me, and basically I got it for around $60. I think I paid $10 more for that than I did for the bonded leather, and it is way, way, way nicer. It's a lifetime Bible. So that's, that's a tremendous resource. Other resources out there, things like the Apostolic Study Bible, if you want a Bible that isn't going to present uh, you know, some of the uh, the false doctrine that you're going to get in a lot of study Bibles. The Apostolic Study Bible at least backs up Jesus' name, baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidence by speaking in other tongues, one God. Uh, the quality is a little debatable, and I'll do an extensive review of that later. That's kind of my goal. I want to review some of my favorite resources in depth, but I'm just kind of giving you an overview, different resources out there. There's also the Premier Study Bible, which is made by uh, primarily the, the WPF, which is an, an apostolic organization. And uh, the UPCI is the one that produced the, uh, the Apostolic Study Bible. So you, you do have a couple of apostolic resources. I, I can talk about some of the plus and uh, some of the pluses and some of the negatives of those in a, uh, in a future episode. But I'm just kind of giving you an overview here today. So the, these are some study resources. Now, let's just say 
you don't want to study Bible because you want a Bible that's nothing but Bible text. You don't want to be distracted when you're reading, but you do still want to study the Bible. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. Let's say get yourself a nice Bible. In fact, if you can't afford it, they give Bibles away for free a lot of places. You can go to the dollar store and get a dollar Bible. That, that some of the print may not be very good. It's probably very hard to read. I've, I've bought quite a few of those to give away. Um, but uh, you you can go and get one of those for a dollar if you don't have very much. Or I'm sure the church that uh, that you attend could give you a Bible. So uh, get you a Bible and uh, and get you some study resources if you really want to dig in. First of all, just read it. Best way to study the Bible is just to read the Bible. But then if you want to really get in and start studying, get yourself a good concordance. A lot of Bibles do come with a concordance. For instance, the Schofield has a tremendous uh, concordance in the back of it that's, I think, over 160 pages long. And uh, it's actually smaller print, and there's a lot of entries. Plus, it has a subject index, a list of proper names, different things in the back. But, uh, you know, a lot of Bibles do have a concordance in the back, but if they... Some of them don't give a very good concordance. And what a concordance is, let's say, you know, you're, you're trying to remember a scripture, but you can't really uh, remember where, it, where, it, uh, where it's actually at. So let's say you remember, for instance, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So you might look up word, and that's what a concordance would be. You look up word. So you're looking it up basically off of a word that's in that text. Um, so a concordance gets you a good concordance. You can actually get a Strong's. You probably find them on eBay really cheap, honestly. Um, but uh, you can get you a Strong's exhaustive concordance, and uh, that's a that's a good resource to have. Another good resource is a um, a Bible dictionary, and a Bible dictionary works a lot, kind of like that archaeological supplement that Thompson Chain I was talking about. Um, let's just say though, there's there's a name. Um, let's say David. You wanted to look up David. What does the name David mean? What's David's history? What's some of the things believed about David? Well, go get you a good Bible dictionary. Uh, my favorite one is Unger's Bible Dictionary. Might have some liberal things in there I don't agree with, but there's a lot of good things in an Unger's Bible Dictionary. I think Holman puts out a good one. Uh, Nelson, I think, puts out a Bible Dictionary. You can get them all kinds of places, but um, Bible Dictionary, like it would give you David, it would give you his name, what it means, uh, you know, the fact that a lot of people believed he had red hair because the word ruddy, I think it is, um, and, and on and on and on, give you a lot about his history, give you his family tree, uh, on and on. So, you know, dictionaries are absolutely great. Same thing with, with people, towns, places, you know, uh, themes. A lot of times the dictionaries will even cover certain themes in the Bible. So that's great. That's another good resource. Um, another thing is, you know, kind of, you get the same thing from like a who's who in the Bible. They sell those all the time. Like I, I know that Christian book distributors sells those and they sell them, uh, really cheap a lot of times. So you can find a lot of these resources on there extremely cheap. So these are, these are some of my favorite resources just to kind of run down again. Uh, you know, the free resources I talked about online was eSword. There's my sword. I don't know if that's still available or not, but that's for Android devices. Um, you have Blue Letter Bible. Uh, those are some of the favorite resources that I have that are free. Some online resources or app resources that I like is Takarta Bible. There's also PC Study Bible for those of you that can afford that. And there is also um, Bible Gateway. I think Quick Verse is very good, but I haven't used that. Uh, but I think you can get that reasonably cheap. And I think it's got a real easy user interface. I have a friend that uses Quick Verse and he really loves it. So, you know, those are some uh, good online resources, some good study resources, get you a good study Bible. There's some 
uh, you know, the Thompson chain. I definitely recommend the Thompson chain. Schofield's okay. It's got it's got some good things in there. You, you got to take some of the bad with it, unfortunately. Uh, some of the better study Bibles out there. You know, I mentioned some of the ones with apostolic doctrine in them, um, and I'll be doing a review of those more in depth in a later uh, in a later episode. But anyways, these are some of my favorite resources. You know, of course, concordance Bible handbooks are good. Uh, you can get Bible handbooks really, really cheap. Uh, sometimes you can get them as cheap as, you know, five or six dollars. And Bible handbooks are really good because it gives you a lot of com- a lot of information in a compact form. Uh, dictionaries are great. Concordances are great. But the reason why I recommend study Bibles is because you get uh, the best of the best in a compact form. So in a dictionary, let's say, for instance, you're really wanting to learn a lot about David in a short amount of time. Well, in a Bible dictionary, it's going to give you an overload of information, whereas in a study Bible, it may have a character study on, on David. Something like, you know, I love the, the Life Application Study Bible has that. And give you like a character study, and it'll give you a lot of information in just a few sentences. So that's one of the great things about study Bibles. That's why I like to use study Bibles as a resource. Well, hopefully I didn't give you overload here today, but these are just some of my favorite study resources. And what I'm going to start doing is reviewing different study resources. I'm going to start off with talking about some of the apostolic resources available out there, like the Apostolic Study Bible, the Premier Study Bible. What are my thoughts on them? I have used both of them. I'm also going to talk about the Schofield, the Thompson Chain, and we'll we'll go over some reviews. And hopefully, I'm, I plan to get a few guests to come on here and do some guest reviews too, so you can get a kind of a second opinion about some of these things. Uh, some of these things. So, thank you so much for listening. Hoping hoping uh, that this was a blessing to you today.